Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about penetration testing. I'm talking with Scott LaLiberty, the Managing Director with Protivity Inc. Scott, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Tom. Glad to be here. To get us started, Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work, please? Sure. Uh, well, I'm Managing Director with Protivity, which is a global business and risk consulting firm. Uh, I specialize in the areas of security and privacy and really in helping organizations to identify technical and data-related risks and identifying solutions to appropriately mitigate those risks. And those risks could be technical in nature, they could be regulatory uh, type risks, or just helping them manage uh, their brand and making sure they don't incur brand or reputational damage. The main areas that I work in or main areas of work uh, include penetration tests, vulnerability assessments, risk assessments, reviews of third parties to understand the risk that those third parties may introduce to the organization, uh, data privacy reviews, helping to identify, classify, and protect and map uh, data and the access associated with it, and then helping comply with different regulations such as PCI, the Payment Card Industry Standard, uh, HIPAA for healthcare-related organizations, Gramm-Leach-Bliley for financial institutions, and then various state data breach and data uh, protection laws, as well as a lot of the international uh, data protection regulations. Very good. Now, Scott, you co-authored the book Hack It. What's the premise of the book? Sure. Uh, Hack It, or Hack IT, as, as I like to say, uh, is a book about penetration testing, really written for... Um, technical folks who don't necessarily have a security background so that they could perform and understand how penetration testing works. Uh, I, we got the idea for the book, my co-authors and I, because we would go in and often conduct these uh, penetration tests and uh, either the, the people we were working with on the client side didn't really understand what we were doing completely. Um, and a lot of times we would just find a lot of low-hanging fruit. That, and we said, you know what, we, we could teach folks the basics of pen testing and they could take care of all this low-hanging fruit so that when we come in we could spend more time really doing in-depth testing looking for the you know the more complicated more complex type vulnerabilities so what we did is we went and we wrote um, hack IT uh, really trying to write it uh, at a very basic level so people didn't need a lot of the background in it they didn't need a, a ton of technical um, experience and they could get in there and perform that low-level testing. The other part of it is we felt that the more that our clients understood about how uh, their adversaries, the hackers, work, the better they were able to defend against it. So by understanding how an exploit is, is done or how a hacker profiles you, you can better start to think about uh, ways to defend against them. And, and that was the premise of the book. And, uh, and from there, it led to uh, the second book, Defend IT which was a uh, case studies, collection of case studies, because the feedback we got um, from uh, people on the first book was they loved the book and they really especially loved the case studies. So we said, you know what, why don't we write a whole other book just on case studies, and that's, uh, that's what Defend IT was. So in your experience, what do you find that pen testers are doing right today? Well, um uh, you know, it's become a, a pretty big industry. There's a lot more people playing in it, and 
obviously there's those that do it well and, and those that uh, don't do that great of a job. But I think one of the big advantages going today are that there are a lot more tools that are out there, and the tools have gotten a lot better. Um, you know, they're a lot better in helping to identify the vulnerabilities. Uh, the training, I think, has is, is gotten a lot better. There's more training that's available out there. Uh, so that's uh, helped brought up the skills of the people doing the test, most of the people doing the test. And then there's new certifications in the field, um, such as the OSCP, the Offensive Security Professional. Um, and that test really is like a hands-on test, you know, conducted over, you get a login, you go in, you have to successfully perform certain test, uh, penetration testing activity. And it really helps ensure that that tester can actually execute tasks successfully and they don't just understand the book uh, sense or the book uh, parts of, of pen testing. Uh, so I think that's helped raise the skill level of the testers that are out there uh, and, and uh, you know, providing a better service to our clients. So flip side of it, Scott, what do you see pen testers doing wrong? In other words, where do you see some, some weaknesses that can be shored up? Yeah, absolutely. So the double-edged sword of the tools getting better is that uh, we tend to see a reliance by some people on those tools. So, you know, we'll have some folks come in and they they run one or two tools, and although those tools are good, uh, they have limitations. All the tools have limitations. And I've always said and always thought that the mind is the best penetration tool out there, right? Uh, if you can get a person that thinks really strategically, typically somebody that's like a good chess player or other type of strategy game, those tend to be really good testers because they're thinking about the different avenues in and they're able to respond to the different types of avenues that you see to get into the company. So uh, the tools are able to identify many of those avenues, but then they're not able to actually take that down to the next step of uh, uh, compromising the, the next system down the line and then being able on the fly to adapt the strategy and, and go in a different direction if that's uh, necessary. Um, the other part is there's, there's still a lot of inexperienced people out there uh, that are passing themselves off as experts. You know, you'll find somebody that maybe knows how to run a tool and uh, they then say that they can conduct penetration tests and really they're just running a vulnerability assessment tool. Um, so that's a big part of it. The other part I found even with some of the really good technical testers that are out there, they cannot always articulate the findings uh, in business terms that business folks can understand and comprehend. And it can be frustrating when you're trying to talk to a C-level executive who is the person that has to understand what the core issue is and be able to decide whether or not they want to spend money and sometimes a significant amount of money to mitigate the risk associated with that vulnerability. You really need to be able to communicate that in a term that a business person can understand. And I'll give you a, a great example of one that we've done recently uh, where uh, uh, you know, a person had found a vulnerability that could lead to the complete compromise of a system on this client's network, and the person was happy about it. Our tester was happy about it, and I patted him on the back. I said, why is that a big issue? He's like, well, I completely compromised the system. Like, yeah, but what does that lead to? And in reality, it it wasn't necessarily a big business issue because it was an inconsequential system that had no access to anything else and it was segmented away from everything and it didn't really have any production impact. So, uh, you know, versus a different one that we found that it was a production site and we could change pricing uh, of the customer's data on that site. So 
being able to articulate that is a really important uh, trait and that I don't find everybody in this industry is able to do that well. well. That's a good point. Now, in our organization, we speak to financial institutions, healthcare organizations, government agencies. What are the ways that, that all types of organizations ought to be approaching penetration testing today? Sure. Um, well, the pen test really needs to be carefully planned and executed in, in a controlled manner. Um, uh, the, the approach should be changed from year to year. You, know, you don't want to just be executing the same test with the same approach and attack vectors over and over because at some point, you know, they're going to close those avenues that you found and you really want to be looking for new avenues in and new ways of getting in there. So, um, making sure that the test is comprehensive, that it includes all layers of technology and systems that are out there. So many times we'll find some tests that are conducted really well at the operating system layer, and that's that's a layer where there's, you know, the, probably the most mature tools exist. So there's a lot of people that can cover that layer uh, well, but making sure that things like the web application layer where a lot of unique vulnerabilities lie uh, is properly tested. Making sure that the underlying databases uh, which is an area that a lot of people don't usually understand nor how to secure very well is included in the test. So uh, you know, make, that's one. The you know, database area is one of the ones that we really seen people miss, and it's because there's not a lot of good skill in that area. And also, DBAs typically are really concerned in tuning databases and making sure they operate effectively, not necessarily securing them. Uh, the other one is, is, you know, and also making sure that you're testing, say, from a external perspective, so you look at that threat from an external attacker over the internet, you know, an internal uh, pen test, so you're looking at somebody that might have uh, penetrated the physical security of the organization or an internal disgruntled employee, all the way down to, you know, the social engineering aspect. So you're looking at uh, if somebody's able to trick or dupe your employees into doing something that they shouldn't that leads to uh, a compromise. So I, I think uh, making sure that you have all those avenues covered and you're rotating the amount of emphasis that you put on those different avenues is, is really a way that you should go about doing it. Scott, is penetration testing every bad idea for an organization? <clears throat> well, if it's done improperly, it can be a, a bad idea or I guess have bad consequences. So you know, there's always a risk when you perform penetration testing that uh, – you can disrupt production or you can bring systems down. Uh, a poorly executed or poorly coordinated test, that risk tends to increase. So that's one of the, you know, the negative effects that you could have. The other one is if you don't have people that are uh, really well trained and um, that, are, uh, that really have good skill in this area and you have a penetration test performed and in actuality it wasn't done very well, but the organization gets a false sense of security that everything's great, right? And when there may be significant holes that exist out there. So a poorly executed pen test, in my mind, is even somewhat worse than not doing one at all because he, you get that uh, false sense of security. Um, the other one is uh, going in with a competitive or contentious attitude. So a lot of times we'll find where, say, internal audit, within an organization sponsors the test and, uh, you know, they're out to get IT or there's a perception by IT that they're out to get them. And uh, and then that leads to 
just people either not cooperating in the test or uh, significantly objecting um, to the uh, issues that are raised in the test and trying to downplay them uh, rather than really going at it cooperatively to look at, hey, we're trying to make the organization stronger and we're trying to find the holes and prevent the bad guys from getting in and doing damage and we're going to work together to do that. So so that's the other one. I think going in with a, a poor attitude or a combative attitude and that just can really lead to a, a poisonous, contentious relationship within the organization. Final question for you, Scott. For organizations that are looking to improve how they approach penetration testing, what advice would you give to them? Well, I would give them plan, plan, plan as, uh, as the advice. Really making sure that you plan the pen test well in aspects of what you're going to cover, uh, how you're going to cover it, when you're going to conduct the test, who will know about the test and who will not. That's uh, a pretty significant portion if you want to try and do it in what we call stealth mode, where you're, you're trying to determine if the organization's detective capabilities would be able to identify the test and respond accordingly to who you're going to inform. Um, uh, making sure you've got the scope set properly, you know, what systems you're going to include, which ones you're going to not include. And uh, making sure that they uh, understand and communicate the business risk so that they articulate the findings that come out of that test in a, in a way that executives can understand and therefore hopefully they can gain the support that they need to fix those vulnerabilities. And I always tell organizations, you know, you really got to look at the cost benefit because, you know, if you go to your executives with the argument that you want to fix a risk that only has, you know, a uh, $100,000 risk associated with it and you're going to spend a million dollars to fix it, you're, you're going to lose credibility and nothing else you say will be taken seriously. So making sure that they put it in that context. Um, and then that the, the pen test is or follow-up activities are conducted on a regular basis. So um, one area I find some organizations fall short is that they conduct the penetration test. They think they're fine. You know, they fix the issues, hopefully. Um, and then they don't conduct any other follow-up activity, activity for a year or two. And really what you want to do is, you know, uh, take forward that momentum that you had from the penetration test and the fixes that you put in and re-perform a, uh, a vulnerability assessment or some scanning activity because scans alone do have some uh, a use and they're very good for following up on the issues that were identified in the test that you think you fixed to make sure that they have been closed and then supplementing those scans, you know, sort of done periodically throughout the year, and then again, either on an annual or biannual basis, you're re-performing the test again. So making sure it's a continuous life cycle rather than a specific test that's done at one point in time. Very good, Scott. Thanks so much for your time and your insight today. You're very welcome. We've been talking about penetration testing. I've been talking with Scott Liberty, Managing Director for Prativity, Inc. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.